welcome back to Take a Sip Podcast. Today, I am Gustavo. And I'm Amilcar slash Leche. <laughs> I'm, today, I am drinking a Modelo. Leche, what are you drinking? I wish I had something, you know, Spanish. I probably should have gotten something Spanish that I had there. But I'm drinking a Down East today. All right. <laughs> And today, my people, mi gente, we are talking about Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, by the time this episode comes comes out, it's going to be the end of it. But why not keep celebrating our culture, our people, who we are, right? Of course, man. Always been, right. always been proud to be Hispanic. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So to start off, let's just talk a little bit about where, where our fa- what our background is, what like how we got to being here. Do you want to start? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it kind of ties both of our our parents together, you know, since we're first first cousins and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. um, my mom and Gustavo's mom are sisters. And they're both from Guatemala. Not only that, but both of our parents are from, um, both of our set parents are from Guatemala. So, like, my dad is from Guatemala himself as well. Yes. And so so is your dad. So, it's kind of a rare occasion that we're technically 100% Guatemalan. (laughs) Yeah. Normally, it's like, oh, I'm half this and half that. Like, no, we're just full Guatemalan. Full Guatemalan, (laughs) which is... In my opinion, kind of kind of special to me. I find that really, really intriguing, and I I freaking love that so much that we're like a hundred percent. I mean, of course, you would want some, you know, half this, half that, a third of that, or a fourth of this, or whatever, one sixteenth, you know, Italian or something, <laughs> something like that. But you know, but even, mm-hmm. but even still, then, like just Guatemalans in general to be a hundred percent Guatemalan kids is rare. I mean, we have a set of, a, we have a, a few cousins who are half Guatemalan, half Salvadorian. Uh, we just recently have another cousin who is half Guatemalan, half Dominican. Um, we have a nephew who is now half Puerto Rican, another one who is half Mexican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so to be full Guatemalan feels good. Feels yeah. different. <laughs> We even have some that are half Mexican, half Guatemalan, half Salvadorian, mm-hmm. half Guatemalan. It's just, oh, yeah. uh, it's crazy how many, yeah. you know, halves there is now compared yeah. to pretty much we, we still have that full 100% as of now. Mm-hmm. Well, but, uh, a lot of our interests are also very different. So yeah, yeah. Even, our, <laughs> even our own kids might be half this and half that. Well, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. for sure, though. No, for sure. Yeah, probably depends on who we find. <laughs> More likely, they will be different. So very true. So yeah, back back to the back to my parents, how they pretty much got started. So my parents actually knew each other back when they were pretty young. I I would say I think they first that they tell me at least the first interactions they ever had with each other was um i think my dad was 17 at the time and my mom was 12 at the time <laughs> or no so something like that or she was she was pretty young but he was 17 that he remembers that first meeting my mom because i think they my dad knew i believe one of our aunts and they just like you know they hung out, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, and that's pretty much how he met my mom, like as kids. But when they actually started like dating and stuff like that was back here in the United States, more, more essentially here in Massachusetts in, um, in the Boston area yeah. in the 1980s. That's when they pretty much got together and like <clears throat> pretty much started going out that they told me. So, I'm going to be honest, I'm probably a horrible child because I don't know much about how my parents met and stuff. <laughs> that is more my sisters who ask those questions. 
<laughs> I always yeah. like to know my where my parents like history and whatnot. So, yeah, but I but I do know some. Um, obviously, I can't be as detailed as as Litcher was, but um, for the most part, I know both my parents immigrated up here. I want to say early eighties, along yeah. with along with your your parents. Well, my mom with mm-hmm. your parents. Yeah. Um, and then my dad's older brother was already was already up here for a few years, I believe, and he was already married. And then my dad made the trip up here to yeah to the same place, Boston, Massachusetts. Um, and they actually met. Well, they. Got the they had they got the job that they still have actually at a small hospital, um, and I believe it was there where my uncle already no my aunt knew my mom and then obviously my uncle and my dad their brothers, and then I guess they just introduced them they hit it off and at that point my mom, yeah was like late teens and my dad was. I want to say mid twenties. Also, mm-hmm. disclaimer: just want to say that Hispanic uh, family parents or whatever couples just having some sort of age difference is a normal thing for our culture. Yeah, wow. like the the gaps of age sometimes, you know, it's they are very drastic. <laughs> um, some more than others, of course, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, they met, they hit it off, they went out, and then, weirdly enough, both our older sisters, gross to think about, were conceived around the same time, and then they were were born, (laughs) my older sister was first, and then Amilcar's sister was born two days later. Yeah, it's so close. Like, <laughs> I don't know how, or just the I don't know how they, yeah, how they <laughs> even manage that. Like, yeah, I'm like, all right, cool, I guess. <laughs> um, and then I believe about that time was when our grandmother also came up from Guatemala here to where we are now. Huh. Um, yeah, right. I believe so. Yeah. Um then three years after our older sisters, again, weirdly enough, about the same time both Leche and I were conceived. <laughs> the only difference now is that I was born first and then Amilcar was born two months later. <laughs> It's kind of... I still don't know how, dude. It's just... just, It's such a weird coincidence. It's definitely not planned. There was no way they planned something like that. Maybe the the first kids, but... (laughs) But us, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And then... They gave up on the thirds. (laughs) They they really did, (laughs) because your brother was born, born what? Four, two years, three years, three years, three years, three years after you. And then my little sister wanted to be special. She was born seven years after me, <laughs> leaving a four year gap between uh, Amilcar's younger brother and then my younger sister. So they messed it up. But I mean, it's always the younger ones who mess it all up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, like we just have family everywhere over the years. We had other family, uh, immigrate from Guatemala to up here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all early to late twenties. Some already in their thirties. We were, some already have kids. So the family's still expanding. <laughs> That's for sure. 
Yeah, it's the ever-expanding family. Uh-huh. And then some, you know, on some side of the families, there's family members you've never even met still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah just, they've uh, never even mentioned about on top of yeah. that. So who knows how big the actual family is, the actual, mm-hmm. you know, picture is of the family. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it could be 100, it could be 200, who knows? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but now let's talk about why we are proud to be Guatemalans, why we are proud Chapinas. <laughs> Do you want to start? Yeah, I could start. Why? <clears throat> I, I think not just Chapin, but definitely proud Hispanic just overall in general. I just maybe maybe over the years we get bad rep for it, but I do I do love our culture, just our overall culture, like um, how Hispanic parents raise their kids. I think in some household, in some households, in most households, you know, they're very raised, like disciplined, of course, and stuff like that. They're they they grow up mature, more mature. I how am I trying to word this? Sorry, I'm trying to word this like we're learning at a young age, like how to do certain things, and I just love that about our cultures because I think that's just how our parents were raised, and that's and I love how that just continues the cycle. You know, you learn, you learn from your parents, and then from there, you know, keep going forward and whatnot. Well, I'd also like to point out that um, we're both of our sets of parents were born. Well, I don't know more, much about your dad, um, but I know our moms and then my dad were born in areas that were not the wealthiest. Um, so I know my parents at most have like a middle school education. Mm. Um, so yeah, so even from like yeah, they went to school and stuff, but even right after they would rush home and then they're either learning how to maintain a household or they're out working or finding some form to make ends meet to just yeah bring to the table. And yeah, their parents, prob- our grandparents were probably like super strict on them and stuff, but it was survival uh, during that Overall. time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where thankfully we like we weren't born in that sort of situation, but a lot of those teachings were still put on us, which are actually very helpful to where we are now. Yeah, exactly. I think I you mean, just said it way better how I wanted to explain it. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm 25 and I've been a Susha for three years now, so at 22 like how many people could say they were they got their first sous chef like full-on manager kitchen manager um like job at the age of 22 like that is a very few it's a very difficult thing to to get your foot through but luckily like being able to just again hard work that our parents installed on us and and at a very young age yeah mm -hmm. Like yeah. and and like uh, just just the resilience as well. Like again, we grew up not in the best area, so we had to learn for ourselves for for the most part. I, w- I would like to say, but yeah, no, yeah, you 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 said it spot on for sure. <laughs> um. But yeah, let's talk a little bit more, like, why we're... Pro- uh, first of all, like, you cannot say we don't have bumping music half the time. Oh, yeah, I would... Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say... It even up be, to the point... Yeah, it might be kind of, you know, crude here and there for some, and, for and some old, people. But. And very old songs, but they still hold up during parties. Oh, yeah, dude. That's what I like about Hispanic music. A lot of Spanish music just holds up to test of times, dude. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, reggaeton and stuff like that, but like classic bachatas, the classic, you know, stuff Merengues. like that. Oh, yeah. That holds up, dude, up to 
parties today they were bumping 20 years ago they're still bumping mm-hmm. now it's ridiculous dude 100 <laughs> percent. um yeah i mean if you if you look up on like latin tiktok videos that sometimes show up like those are kids but even those kids are using some old songs but they're bumping to it in their tiktoks and i'm like yeah, that's literally what every kid does at this point. Like, yeah, they grew up with that music, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, like their parents grew up with that music. Now they're growing up with that music. It's kind of oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you shuffle through my phone, like you'll go from Imagine Dragons to Shakira to the Black Eyed Peas to Ricky Martin to some, let's say, three days, no, Panic at the Disco. And then I'll go back to like, Los Tigres del Norte or something. <laughs> Some obscure group, yeah. yeah. Tigres del Norte, yeah. Los Conejos. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's what we put. And oh, there's no cleaning the house without music bumping in the place. Yeah, man, I feel like that's where we get, like, that meme comes from. That's that. That's mm-hmm. us, dude. I feel like Hispanics have that routine, dude. Oh, I yeah. mean, other cultures probably would want to claim that, but I feel that started with us, dude. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Cleaning the house with music, dude. Come on. That's like a, like a must, a must have type of thing mm-hmm. on the weekend for sure. That's why a lot of, again, Latinx, like Vines, TikToks, YouTube videos that include all these things do so well because it's literally something. It's not just Mexicans who do this. It's not just uh Guatemalans who do this, Salvadorans who do this. It's a common thing between the entire Hispanic culture. Mm-hmm. And on top of like music and stuff like that, we have some really good food. The- like up to the point where the, we have these, you know, these restaurants like uh, Chipotle, mm-hmm. American Made, that's supposedly spanish food or mexican food and it's not really that like it, try to no. imitate it but dude nothing it's, compares to the real thing though for sure yeah, some carne asada with some you know tortillas nice. and some tortillas, chirmol, con un aguacate al lado. yeah like nothing beats something like that you know <laughs> um, like you know like grandma's tamales and stuff like come on it's classic stuff like that it just can't beat that you know, Baches, garnacha, chicharron, conyuca. Yo, when your dad makes chicharron, I'll holla at your boy. Like, I want <laughs> the best chicharron is ever, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, again, growing up mostly with, with our grandmother who, who raised a big portion of, of not just us, but our cousins as well and our siblings. Um, she 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 always had some sort of project for us to do, like cooking wise. Because mm. um, even though she was babysitting all of us, like she was still making food and selling it to people who knew. So I could just I, I remember specifically. Um, at one point, she had us all around the table, and we were just a whole uh, like was a, a line just making tamales. Oh yeah, so just one, yeah, just what, um, someone dumping the masa in. Others put in the little the things, sauce, the, then yeah. the chicken, then the uh, <laughs> bell peppers, then the olives. Yeah, and t- I remember just literally <laughs> like a like a production line. That's the word. <laughs> and then just the oldest cousin who knew directions well was the one helping my grandmother wrap wrap the tamales up, ready to put in this giant pot to cook off. Yeah. <laughs> um, one food that um, maybe not too many Hispanics because I think it's I'm pretty sure it's a Guatemalan dish is the garnachas, which mm-hmm. is pretty much uh tortillas pretty much sliced in half, so with, mm-hmm. with meat on top, and then over over that is uh, nice tomato, tomato. Yeah, yeah, and then queso, queso. on top. That's pretty much what that is for the yeah. uninitiated, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think that is a Guatemalan dish. I think Salvadorians might have something similar to that as well. 
Yeah, um, I'm not sure where that comes from entirely, but our uh, family makes that a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, my favorite dish that I know is a hundred percent Guatemalan, and I love when my grandmother makes it. And there is a Guatemalan restaurant in where is it, Rhode Island? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I I just it's the only dish I eat when I go to this restaurant because it is authentic Guatemalan food. It's literally called Mi Pueblo Guatemala, right? I think that's what yeah. it's called. Yeah. But my favorite dish is hilachas. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just like <laughs> shredded skirt steak and this very flavorful uh, red um, sauce with potatoes and carrots served with rice and nice warm tortillas. Oh, I could just mm. taste it now. I want it. Every time I'm talking about food, especially <laughs> food, it just makes me want to salivate a little bit more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We definitely and, got really tasty food. <laughs> oh, yeah. And fun fact, actually, I made ilachas one day uh, at work mm. about a year ago for because mm. we needed a, a steak special and it's skirt steak. So I I made it and it was a fucking hit. People loved it. And I even gave like the servers a small like course on how to pronounce it, like ingredients wise. And yeah, it, it sold nice, out before dude. we even before we even finished the night. Yeah, that's dope. Right? Nice, yeah. dude. That's oh, yeah. a big hit, dude. Just spreading oh. the spreading the culture, dude. Straight mm-hmm. up. <laughs> and, that, that, and that's why I liked it. Like that's uh, so to like rewind a little bit. Like growing up cooking with my grandmother, and then like being here at home and like helping my mom cook as well. Like that's where my love for cooking originated and that's why like if i get a chance to cook like i'll do it and it even pushed me to find a career in the, in the restaurant industry as well <laughs> it's kind of crazy it literally set you up as a, mm-hmm. at a young age yeah oh yeah <laughs> and that's uh mm-hmm. and that's what makes like you know i feel that's what makes us proud as hispanics you know stuff like that just talking about what, how the past is helping us right now at the present and hopefully yep. helps us in the future, you know? It's just, it's, it's great. <laughs> I'm just happy. I'm sorry for you, Leche, but I may, I'm happy I broke the Guatemalan stereotype. What, oh, <laughs> I get what you, I get what you mean. Sure. You don't have to say it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, for these know. people that don't know, yeah, they, I'll, I'll explain to them. Guatemalans are notorious for being extremely short. I like think I'm and not sure what this is. And like dark skinned, yeah. But I'm not I'm not too dark skinned. I'm, I'm you know, I look like yeah. a, a little bit of red, uh, uh, frijol, you know, a little bit red. Frijol, exactly. But. Like you, you still have like people look at you and they're like, okay, he's some sort of Central South damaged. American. I look so Hispanic, dude. They'll be like, oh, God, this like, especially, it's, especially it's obvious for you your mustache out. Shoot, dude. Yeah, when I have my whole goatee going, dude. Oh my god. Like, there's no way if I tell them I'm something else, dude, they're gonna think I'm freaking lying to them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Unlike you, dude. Yeah, you got you got the freaking, you know, the long straw here, dude. Fine. All right, but it's still again, like uh, we spoke about it like in the last episode too, where it's like we deal unfortunately with like some social injustices still. But I mean, like, besides that, like, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy sometimes uh, surprising people like people just like a man. It's like, who's who's this white kid? And then it's like, I'll be like, hi, my name is Hola. So Gustavo, como le puede you that? And it's like people's jaws oh, drop like they're like, oh, oh what? <laughs> Like it's no like, way. It's like, yeah. I was like, ooh, you didn't expect like, that, did you? <laughs> this American went to Mexico for a few years to learn Spanish. Holy crap. <laughs> and it's like, no, never went. Just learned it here. <laughs> you, you learned it without an like without an accent. Like you're really good. And it's like No shit. <laughs> my parents are Spanish. <laughs> it's my first language. 
God. Oh, man, dude. I learned my colors in Spanish and cut my colors in Spanish before English, yeah. It sucks because out of, I think all of us, like, I'm the most Hispanic looking, but I talk the least amount of Spanish. It's yes. a shame. It's a shame, for sure. <laughs> it's like an injustice, you know, but, you know, right. <laughs> there's nothing not, I can do about that. <laughs> but it's not as bad as two of our cousins who were born and raised over there for a few years. And they lost and, their Spanish. <laughs> and they lost their Spanish. Like, they're bad now. <laughs> I mean, you know, it happens, I guess. Well, <laughs> Too much time here in the U.S. does change people like that. You, <laughs> you pick up the accents. And stuff. Yeah, that's that's how I see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but my my Spanish in the last like year or two has definitely improved in my in my opinion because I've had to like explain to my mom a lot more things and whatnot. Not just you know like um about work and stuff like that but like the house stuff and like stuff that's happening around you know in the united states and stuff like that so i just want i felt like i needed to explain it a little bit more because naomi was having trouble Mm -hmm. to explain it so i had to explain it to naomi and then explain it to my mom a little bit sort of sort of like the type of situation but i feel like my spanish has gotten a little bit better (laughs) it definitely has even i've noticed it um yeah it definitely has gotten a lot better uh, the weird thing with me though, it's like I know a majority of the words, but there are some words I just can't translate. And I'm lucky enough that my parents like know enough English that I could say the word in English, and they'll be like, oh, "Okay, yeah. I get it." Yeah. Unfortunately, like your mom doesn't know much English, so she no, like, she doesn't. Like you guys just have to force the Spanish out with her. Yeah. It's like my mom doesn't know much English, and then my dad thinks he knows a lot of English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he, like, yeah, and then translating, like when he's saying something to the group, and let's say me and you overheard, we're like, that's not what they said. And that's we have not to what fix they said it. He all. gets mad because it's like, that's what I said. And it's like, no, it's not. That's it's not, not what but you okay. Said. <laughs> it's nothing what you just said, but okay. Yep. <laughs> we'll just keep going with our day. <laughs> we could go into like, you know, Hispanic inspired things around, you know, around the world, not just, you know, our experience, you know, in media and like movies, books and stuff like that, how the Hispanic influence has actually reached in a worldwide spectrum, pretty much. Yes. And to get things started off, let's get one thing straight. As much as some of you want to say it, Justin Bieber did not discover reggaeton just because of his Despacitos. Because when that song came out, I read so many comments like, oh, Justin Bieber, he's great. He re- he discovered this. And it's like, no. like That's been they, there. He's just, he they, discovered it himself. Bachata, Arima, everything has been alive much longer than he had yeah it's just unfortunately he he was the one to help bring it to light i guess question mark quotation marks it's more like that song was a good gateway for you could say non-speaking spanish countries Mm-hmm. Like, it, like, pick up Spanish culture a little bit. And, like, I think that was a good, like, segue for people, you know, like, oh, Justin Bieber learned a little bit of Spanish to do mm-hmm. a song with these Hispanics, you know, oh, like, oh, and it's really bumping song, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it, it, it kind of opened their eyes to be like, oh, shit, yeah, I mean, this song is yeah. fucking dope. And Justin Bieber singing it, holy shit, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> but, I mean, even besides, like, before Justin Bieber, I mean, there have been other great um latin american latin singers pop artists who who were still here in the u.s um shakira Shakira? she 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 had a bunch of bangers in the early 90s early 2000s and what i like what she did because she did she did spanish versions and then she did english versions of her song Mm -hmm. so there's you know there was a little segue for people be like hey you can listen to both of them. You can listen to one and then maybe understand the second one, you know, things like that. 
and not even that but i mean if you think about it for somebody who is learning uh spanish that's a great tool there because now you have it in both languages and then Mm. you can listen to it and be like okay so this so in this line she says there's a she wolf in the closet and then in spanish it's like what is it I una loba <laughs> you got me you chose the wrong song dude <laughs> I know I really I might have just butchered that song but either way like okay there you could say loba is wolf mm. and people like that's how people start learning that's a that's a mechanism people use and like again she helped move that forward yeah like it can, it kind of takes away the fear of like you learning actually Mm-hmm. Of, of you actually learning that language you know mm-hmm. like hey like I, it'll be easier to, for me to remember it through songs than me you know learn it through a book or someone teaching me you know mm-hmm. and um along with Shakira I don't think she did many many songs in Spanish I think she just threw Spanish words in her music I could be wrong I don't know much about her career was JLo isn't JLo's like Puerto Rican? Mm-hmm. And I think she did a few songs that are in Spanish, I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. I, I think I don't want yeah, I don't know much about JLo, but JLo's career singing career, but but it's yeah. I know I know most of her English work, but not her Spanish work too much. Yeah. Um and even so then, like the the Super Bowl they did. Wasn't it just last year? Mm-hmm. I mean, that just brought so much awareness as well to to the Hispanic world out there, the Latin world out there. The, having two strong Latina women put this incredible show on, and it was a great halftime show. I yeah. actually enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Shakira. Was it last year? I thought it was like I two years ago. Oh, yeah, maybe maybe it was last year. Yeah. Another big artist who was very popular in the U.S., even in the 90s, was uh, Ricky Martin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ricky Martin was dope in the 90s, even before he came out. <laughs> like, yeah, he was adored. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, um, a lot of people like kind of forgot that he was Hispanic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I know most people here in the U.S. probably know him from, like, you know, his what is it? What's the song? Dude, I can never remember this song title. I Can Be Your Hero? That one. Okay. We can choose that one. <laughs> but yeah, he, he did no, that's Enrique Iglesia, dude. Shit. You're mixing your <laughs> artist, too. I forgot about Enrique. We, we could talk about him afterwards, but he's a good segue, you know, from Ricky Martin. But Ricky Martin, yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was adored by a lot of people, like both both Hispanics and like Americans here, alike, and like a dozen other people just loved him because he was just a handsome guy. Uh, Living la vida loca. There you go. That's the song I was thinking about, dude. <laughs> no, but a lot of people enjoyed him for that, though. Yeah, and I mean, they're just the beacon. I mean, they're just some there's a whole bunch of other artists who were still in, in the english world um like i said enrique iglesias even though not he was like purely spanish uh i believe at the beginning of his career um i know daddy yankee was also popular yeah these are like early early 90s people pretty much that started the game for like bringing in the hispanic culture you know Two people. Mark Anthony, Pitbull, Thalia mm-hmm. was one. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki Jam was also very good. Prince Royce. Prince Royce was still really big because of his. He's another <clears> one who <throat> did like English Spanish music as well. Mm-hmm. But now, like nowadays, it's just literally they're creating music with a blend of English and Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I mean, one, one full album that completely dedicates and highlights a lot of um spanish artists is the black eyed peas their most recent album 
Oh yeah, um, yeah. Just right. about every song includes one a Spanish artist, one Spanish artist, and it's yeah. a it's a great album. I I actually enjoyed how the whole literally you think the song is about to end and then it just flows right into the next one. Yeah, like, it's like pretty smooth. <laughs> and funny enough, the album is called Translation. <laughs> a fitting <laughs> fitting uh title. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but but it's a it's a great album. I enjoy it. Um and I mean, even in the Black Eyed Peas, uh what's his name? Taboo. Taboo is Taboo. Mexican. Mm-hmm. He looks like the Asian one for you guys who don't know. But he's actually Mexican. <laughs> and then Fergie, little people know, but she's an eighth Mexican. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, she she's even come out in a lot of interviews that, yeah, it's a little bit, but it's still part of her identity. She still grew up as we did listening to the music, eating the food. So it's something she she likes to um what's it called express and like put out there like mm. yes that might be an eighth but she still considers herself mexican yeah like you said like she's proud of who she is mm-hmm. like she's proud of it as you always should be for stuff like that and i mean being able to express yourself in the hispanic latinx world like you don't fully need to know spanish you don't need to know um, all these musical artists or be able to dance, bachata, merengue, salsa, cumbia, punta, whatever. It's just the love for like, like where you're from, the mutant, and like just expressing just the, it. Just the embrace, embracing of the culture is just, I feel like that's what I love when people do. Like they mm-hmm. just love talking about it, love embracing. They're like, oh yeah, like I like this artist and they're like you know there's something else and they usually listen to this other type of music and they're like oh i really like this artist because he's like you know really good and whatnot and he's a hispanic artist i'm like yeah you see that's like it's crazy that just people have that much respect and like they're really embracing the culture you know Mm -hmm. um and i mean talk about um while we're already there some actors actresses even musical artists that people forget or don't know that are some form of hispanic i mean to start off christina aguilera yeah some people forget that (laughs) yeah she's she's of ecuadorian descent Mm -hmm. and i mean again like you look at her and you would get like, something entirely you don't, different. You don't see it. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, that's another thing. Like, all Hispanics are different shapes, different sizes, different colors. And I mean, some way, somehow, we all still come together. Mm-hmm. Um, another person, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars is half Puerto Rican, half Filipino. I was gonna say that, like, what's what's his Hispanic side? Because yeah. I've always wanted to know. I knew and he was even, Filipino, but I didn't know his Hispanic yeah. side. <laughs> and even still, then Filipinos are honorary Mexicans. <laughs> I mean, they literally do just about everything we do as Latinos. Well, and like, and they're pretty well, close by too. So. <laughs> if we ever get a Filipino here, we'll ask them if they accept that. <laughs> Well, think about it like um, a a lot of Filipinos, if you if you like pay attention, they have um, a lot of similar similarities. Yeah, a lot of Spanish like last names. And Mm -hmm, it's and it's because of their I believe they were conquered by the Spanish for a bit in the past. And that's why a lot of marriages are Spaniards and Filipinos, and that's why they all, a lot of them have uh, Spanish last names. Mm. I mean, Maybe, I'm not sure about the yeah, history, but <clears throat> I mean, that that could be I'm, right. That could be I, true. Yeah. And well, well, it, it's been said, it, like, um, I, I don't know if you watch Smosh, 
still. But know, even so then um, <laughs> one of the guys, Anthony Padilla, you look at him, you could be like, oh, he could pass as a Latino, but he's Filipino. Oh, okay. even, even with the last name Padilla. And yeah. uh, right now there's another girl that's part of the cast. Um, oh my God, why am I forgetting her name? Um, oh, Kimmy Jimenez. Jimenez, that's a Latino, that's a Hispanic, yeah, Latin Hispanic last, name. last name. But she's a full-blown Filipina. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. Okay, yeah, that's different. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, another actress who... Who she she's she actually puts it out there a lot that she's a proud Puerto Rican woman is Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, mm-hmm. Aubrey Plaza. She's from Parks and Recreation. For those of you who don't know, she's uh mm-hmm. she's a very odd person though for sure. But <laughs> she she's awesome. She's though. so funny. She's so hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> and um, even I just love the interview she does, bro. She's so awkward, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh man, I'm just like she makes me laugh, dude. <laughs> one of her, um, I believe Parks and Recreation won an award, and I mean Amy Poehler was supposed to accept it, but Amy Poehler wasn't able to like show up to the award, so she did. And I believe part of her speech was like, "Oh, so Amy wanted me to um, accept this award for her, um, and thanks the, what is it?" Think the think the demons that allow her to feast on the blood of the young to keep the show going or something like that. <laughs> and it was so awkward, but it, the way she just says it and like a lot of her interviews are just incredible. I love her. She's so funny. She's funny with no effort. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Magical himself, Mr. David Blaine. He's half Puerto Rican. His father. Is Puerto Rican? I did not know you were Spanish, to be honest. <laughs> exactly. I really did not know. Yeah, you got me with that one. <laughs> and uh, funny I enough, Blaine. <laughs> sorry, I said I freaking love David Blaine too. Oh yeah, he's crazy. Um, and funny enough too, Miss Snooky is also uh, a Latina. Uh, um, yeah, she was. Uh, born in Chile, hmm. but she was adopted by Italian parents. Hence, oh, why she, right. hence why she grew up so Italian and was part of Jersey Shore. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, all those puzzle pieces in my brain just <laughs> came together. <laughs> yeah. They got the picture full now. I mean, it, it makes sense. It, it explains a lot of her drunk moments on the show. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> you look at her and you're like, huh, I just did that last week. <laughs> um, but that's just some, I mean, again, actors, actresses, singers, songwriters that you just didn't expect or completely forgot were of Latin descent. Continuing, like, um, you know, the the reaches of Hispanic culture. This doesn't just stop at music, artists. We have, like, characters from, like, comics, from mm-hmm. certain movies, certain, you know, um, books, cartoons, and stuff like that. Yeah. That some people kind of forget that they're Hispanic or mm-hmm. maybe didn't know either as well, you know? Like, a yeah. uh, good example that people kind of forget that Bane is Hispanic. Yeah. He's, he's a luchador. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's uh, Caribbean and Cuban, right? Yeah. But people forget that he's a luchador and that's why he has that mm-hmm. all the stuff, you know. I mean, in, uh, that I remember back in the old Batman series, like the ones that they aired back in like the 19 mm-hmm. early 2000s, whatever. I yeah. remember Bane having a Hispanic accent. Uh, I think there was even somewhere he didn't even speak English. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a couple of episodes where he didn't even speak English. Yeah, but yeah, over the times, obviously, times have changed and they had him start speaking English. But I mean, 
yeah, a lot of people forget he's he's Cuban, Caribbean as well. Caribbeans are really close to Central America, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not so good with geography, but I know some things. <laughs> uh, probably this one's a little bit newer. People might be familiar with this, or maybe not. Um, the newer Blue Beetle. He's part of, uh, I believe he's part of the Teen Titans. Uh, yeah. So, Jaime Reyes. Yeah, Jaime Reyes. He he's Hispanic um, as mm-hmm. well that I, I kind of forgot about, to be honest, that he got stuck with the little bug thing on him and whatever, and that really? gave him powers. Uh, yeah. But, I loved uh, Blue Beetle. That's my that's my character in uh, Injustice too. Injustice, yeah. So that's why it kind of reminded me, like th- that game. It just literally since I got I saw gameplay earlier mm-hmm. this week about it. I'm like, oh, you know, I forgot the Blue Beetle was actually Hispanic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, I, he even spoke Spanish, I believe, in uh, in some of the cutscenes back in that game too. If you. And just about everything, I think he's someone they put him with English, but he'll have his like Spanish uh, spurs, little Spanish moments here and there throughout even the show and and the comics, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one that I have as well is people forget that um, one of Batman's lovers, Miss mm-hmm. Catwoman. Catwoman, yeah, yeah. The Nina Kyle was half Cuban. Yeah, that's crazy that people people probably don't even know about that. They mm-hmm. were thinking like, oh, you know, whatever. But yeah, so Nina Kyle's bro, it's kind of it's kind of weird, but you don't see it, but it's definitely expressed in some, you know, throughout some of the comics and whatever that shows her past and whatnot, which is pretty awesome that they actually go through and explain her past and like where her parents are from, and they show that hispanic side of her Mm -hmm. um i actually have one more too even right now very super recent i mean how can you forget about mr spider-man himself miles morales the new spider-man face yeah yeah, he's i i don't know what he is exactly i believe he's also mexican but um, Uh, i think he's puerto rican is he? I think he's, he's Puerto Rican. Yeah. Either way, but yeah, he's he's the new up and coming uh, Spider-Man that will hopefully, well, not hopefully soon, because I mean Tom Holland is still a really good Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, Miles Morales is still coming in the big screen. Wasn't his whole story part of the Into the Spider Verse? Was a great movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was. Um, what was I gonna say about Miles Morales? Um, I think you covered everything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one that I mean, he's kind of people barely, I mean, he's an old character, an old DC character. Um, but he changed over the years, his looks and whatnot, and like what his powers are. But El Diablo. Yes. Yeah, from mm-hmm. uh, Suicide Squad. You guys probably seen yeah. him recently. <laughs> yeah. But in that movie, they portray him as like a <laughs> Hispanic <laughs> gangster for sure. Like kind of stereotypical a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's I think that was the point of that. Yep. Showing him like that and whatever and the consequences of his powers and whatnot. Oh, which yeah. is it's kind of crazy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. No, oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah, that's all I had all on right. him. All right. Uh one that I actually didn't know was that a version of Ghost Rider was mm. also Hispanic. Uh Robbie yeah, Reyes. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was like, oh, there was more than just this what this uh <laughs> just the this the, ghost rider. Nicholas <laughs> Cage Ghost Rider. <laughs> the Nicholas Cage Ghost Rider, exactly. <laughs> No, but they portrayed him really freaking well in the in the mm-hmm. TV shows, the Agent of Shields. They yeah. almost as good as the uh, the comic con- counterpart on how the looks, and they even got the aesthetic of the car correct. Because mm-hmm. in the comic books, I kind of read into Robbie Reyes, 
probably mm-hmm. Reyes a lot. Um, but in in the comic books, he does have like a uh, a charger, and it's on like on fire. And there's a specific clip in the in the show where they shoot a rocket at his charger, and it flips and it turns into the Ghost Rider freaking charger. Which is oh, that's that's cool. It's insane. Dude. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. it kind of stereotypical again that Hispanics love Chargers a little bit. But <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm one of those people. I do love, I do love my Dodge Chargers. Though. Yeah, they are good awesome ones. Cars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I actually skipped over another Spider Spider Man. Uh, to be sorry to correct myself, a spider girl, Anya Corazon. Oh, shoot. Never yeah, heard of this one. Yeah. 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 She's, um, she was somebody else who was a, a version of Spider Girl. Cause I know there's the basic one that we have now, right now as well. The, isn't it Mary Jane instead that takes up like the Spider Man mantle or something? Spider Gwen, you mean? Spider Gwen. There we go. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this Spider Girl, she, uh, Anya Corazon, Corazon meaning hearts in Spanish. Uh, she, yeah, she was also somebody who took up the the Spidey mantle. Hmm. Um. Well, I mean, Hispanic culture actually, I would say, started even at a younger age for us in cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, some examples of like Hispanic. Or, you know, Hispanic culture being expressed at a young age would be like Dora the Explorer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Entirely just, you know, uh, her Diego. Diego, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just their entire family and like teaching kids at a young age how to speak Spanish. I mean, that's. No, sorry, correction. How to speak Spanglish. Spanglish, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, still part of our childhood uh after dora but before all these uh jaime reyes miles morales characters so they're very little known characters as well but if you watch the show there's such a great comic relief to the to the show i wish we got more of them do you remember in teen titans Mas y menos. Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to include them, but I thought you would have like forgotten about them. But no, yeah. I love Teen Titans, like the original 2003 one that had like mm-hmm. dark scenes with Slade and Robin. It's, it's such a shame, dude, that they lost. Like they didn't and, continue that show. And even the Teen Titans go right now. I hate. I'm not a big fan of. Hmm. Um. But Masimenos are twin brothers who are speedsters, not related to Guatemala, not related to to any of the flashes. But they are Guatemalan speedsters, <laughs> and that's why I fell in love with them because I was yeah. like, Mi gente. <laughs> yeah, dude, I just love the episode where they're explaining to Cyborg if he wanted tamales, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I just freaking love that shit. <laughs> just their whole their whole line. Massimo, <laughs> no si podemos. I hate that they finished. They just stopped that show. Uh, they should have at least given it a decent ending. Yeah, yeah. I think it deserved the proper ending for sure. Mm-hmm. Or at least the movie to end it off like correctly. Um, and just a few more that I'm just going to go over quickly that I still had. Uh, Kyle Rayner and Jessica Cruz were two versions of the Green Lantern, mm-hmm. who yep. were also Latinos. Yep. Um, Kyle Rayner, I knew he was Hispanic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole um, superhero, uh, White Tiger, who I believe there were like four or five people that took up this character. Um, but his main first original version was Hector Ayala, who I guess the way they transformed into the White Tiger was by some emerald coins that they, I don't know if they had to ingest or just, um, 
like touch that gave them their abilities. But I do know Angela Del Toro was the person who followed up Hector. And even after Angela was Ava Ayala, Hector's younger sister, who also took mm-hmm. up the White Tiger mantle. Yeah. And those are just a few I have. I don't know if you have any more. I have one that's like, uh, I think recently they, um, people got a little sensitive with like the whole, how he looks and whatnot. Recently, I don't know if you've seen it, but Speedy Gonzalez. No. Uh, so people, I think as in recently, as in like two, three months ago, probably, that they, they wanted people to remove uh, Speedy Gonzalez from like the old Looney Tunes and stuff like that because they said like it's um, not appropriate for, you know, like it's not a good expression of Hispanics and whatever. Something like oh, that. Wow. So, 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 something like that. I mean, I never found offense to it, to be honest, 100%. No. I thought it was funny because, I mean, for me, that was a kid show. It's a kid show, you know? Exactly. There's no harm in it too much, in my opinion. But, I mean, if if we're doing that, then why don't we take away Pepe Le Pew? Exactly, Pepe right? Pepe Le Pew was a French, almost stalkerish type of character. Yeah, exactly. In Looney Tunes, on top of that, why don't we take off Porky Pig? Porky Pig has a stuttering problem. Are we making fun of people who stutter now? Like, come on. Like, it's 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 a kid's show. And if we really want to get into it, how many times do they show Tom and Jerry getting drunk? Yeah, seriously. Those old shows, how did they get away with all that stuff, you know? Exactly. I mean... And I think that's I think that's a fair point, too, because you wouldn't be able to get away with that nowadays. <laughs> well, that just goes back to, like, the whole political correctness type of thing. Like, you don't want to offend people. But, I mean, changing... Like, we went over a couple episodes ago when I even spoke about why didn't we give um, Robert Downey Jr. shit for for doing blackface. But it's one of those things where it's like, well, if we didn't have a problem with it then, why are we having a problem with it now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Let alone the Looney Tunes was, I mean... A different era entirely, different... Completely. I mean, from what I'm seeing right here, uh, his first appearance was in in 1953. Yeah, look at, look oh, at the Oh, 70 years later, we're going to change, change such an iconic character? That's my point. Yeah, like there's no... I don't get why people would even try to do that now. And I mean, what what's so bad about him? That he's just fast and he's just a little hyperactive? I mean, at least he's not the bad guy in the show i mean if anything people are trying to catch him but it's like roadrunner like you can't catch speedy gonzalez <laughs> yeah exactly i don't it's, know but yeah some people you know what could you yeah. say you could just you know just shrug your shoulders and be like whatever man i guess yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I understand the whole political correctness and all that stuff. I get we want to make a change. But there are some things like you just leave alone. Like it's not it's not worth the time and energy to be mad. There's over. bigger there's bigger things to deal with than this right now type of situation. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, speaking of like if people really want to get more into um like issues that we talk about or just like want want to learn a little bit more of the latin culture hispanic culture um a podcast that i listen to every week i think there's even sometimes twice a week uh they're really good show it's called latinos out loud i mean they're just it's a group of them. I believe they're all some percentage Dominican or some are full Dominican, but they um, speak on points for the whole Hispanic Latin culture. And on top of that, even 
um, have guests that are big Latin influences in the world, um, from writers to comics to they even have just um, small organization leaders. They had a chef who is trying to make a major change in the in the culinary world. Um, Luis, uh, what's his name? Luis Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. Yep. He he's been a guest on it as well with his own father. Um, they, again, they just hit on a lot of both the comedic side of the Latin culture, but also the political serious topics. And they mm-hmm. again because they're all comedians, they're able to turn those um serious moments into a little humorous moments, but like they still are able to push a point across exactly Exactly. put a message across and when i listen to it i'm laughing and i'm just again i'm thankfully with the mask i don't look so weird just smiling to myself um but but yeah like it they it definitely keeps me up to date too as like what we as latinos should be paying attention to especially with the annoying orange right now trying to go again for office <laughs> it, it it's a good show i highly recommend it yeah sounds good i'll definitely keep an eye out for that one myself too mm-hmm. um any shows you want to like plug in or or talk about any spanish shows or that i want to plug in that yeah that you know about or anything I think this goes for every for every person that you know Polly watches his show and um loves memes um the Rosa Guadalupe just the breeze bro that takes over you know the music <laughs> the music and the breeze yo you know you let that take over bro <laughs> Uh, apart from that though you know you know exactly what i mean though i just i love that i watch it with my mom all the time and i just wait i'm like tell me wait it's about to come and i just hear the music picking up and then they close their eyes and you know the problems go away for those who don't know what la rosa de guadalupe is do you want to explain it a little bit uh yeah sure (laughs) um so with that the show is just centered around like uh teaching people lessons pretty much like life lessons about like you know not stealing and the consequences about stealing and stuff like that and they um they try to either them or their family members ask uh i'm not i'm not a religious person so you gotta help me out with this like the um i believe it's uh virgin mary they try to yeah ask for her, ask her for her, like a miracle or forgiveness to their loved one or whoever it is like mm-hmm. the son the daughter the father whoever made the mistake pretty much and then you know throughout this the throughout the show they learned their lesson and whatnot and then it's the infamous part where the music picks up and there's like a breeze that goes over their their face with their eyes closed and a magical white rose just shows up in front of the picture of the Virgin Mary that this person has in their household. Yeah. yeah. And like when they, when that happens, uh, they kind of like in their mind, they, that's the point where they learned their lessons, quote unquote, mm-hmm. where they won't do it again, you know? And then the rose disappears by the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a very, serious show with serious topics but there are some moments again it's it's almost like a novella type of thing where some moments are just like laughable at but you understand why it's needed in the show like i'm not trying to undermine like the lessons the lessons are really good but they're yeah Mm -hmm. like you said it's just some moments that just like it's every time dude it's every single time it just makes (laughs) me laugh dude yeah 100 (laughs) percent um and then just either YouTube channels or or just like newsletters that I also enjoy going through that put out like some informational or just like day to day Latino 
like banter or whatever. Um, one of them is Mitu, M-I-T-U. Mm-hmm. I know for the most part they're a newsletter, but they do also have a YouTube channel that does put out like some very quality stuff. I enjoy watching them from from time to time. And then if you watch a lot of BuzzFeed, um, these group of Latinos, I don't know if they're still with BuzzFeed. And then they're just like the Latino branch of things they do is a uh, Pero Lake. Mm-hmm. So they're because they're with BuzzFeed, they do still sometimes have like those same um feelings of videos almost like editing wise but they do have like a few videos that that are actually like either very funny or just like they just hitting on points on i know one of them is mexican but she didn't know spanish so she's trying to learn spanish she puts a whole journey video on that um as latinos we are told that brujeria magic is not a good thing um but they do also highlight the the positive aspects sometimes of that um they get a psychic to be able to come in and connect them with some past loved ones um again just a whole bunch of good videos i highly recommend watching those if you're looking to broaden your latino world a little bit your latino knowledge Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course you wanna you wanna follow us on take a sip <laughs> yes we'll be talking and talking about spanish stuff uh culture wise food wise and stuff like that going forward if you guys want of course mm-hmm. definitely i mean and by that point i believe we're wrapping it up yeah 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 all righty um, so thank you all for listening again. My name is Gustavo. You could follow me at one alpha penguin on Twitter and Instagram. And my name is Amilcar, and you can follow me at Leche Minuesa on Instagram. And again, thank you for watching. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and uh, we were just talking earlier as well as just posting our our podcast on YouTube. So mm-hmm. keep an eye out for that. We'll probably po- uh, talk about it on here as well. You can uh, leave us some reviews, rate us, do all the things, uh, drink some water, wear a mask. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.